Welcome to Connect Church Podcast with Louise Cardozo. Good morning. We will continue today our series, and today will be the last one of what is the gospel and what it got to do with me. How practical the gospel, the message of Jesus Christ is for you and for me. What difference it makes on Monday. Because that's a problem, guys. A lot of people go to church on Sunday or to whatever they want to go on a Sunday. But that makes no difference whatsoever on their Monday. And they leave Monday to Saturday like that, uh, that wasn't real. And that has no impact on their lives. But, under their lives. But today, we will finish this series and we'll be reminded again and again of how powerful the gospel is. What is this good news that Jesus leaves? What does this news has to do with me? And how can that impact my life and the life of those around me? I would like to invite you to open your Bible on the book of Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 17. So Ephesians 4, 17 forward. The Bible, the Apostle Paul brings to us a lot of what is expected, the produce, the, and, and all the fruits of the gospel in the life of someone. Let us see. Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, in the fertility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned of Christ. Assuming that you have heard about Him and were taught in Him, as the truth in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let Each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Amen. God, this is your word, and I pray now that we may be blessed and transformed by your word in Jesus' name. Amen. 
So today is the last Sunday we'll be talking about this specific topic, what is the gospel and what it got to do with me. But let's remember the other two Sundays, guys, the points that we were talking about the gospel. The first one, remember, it's God's gospel. He gave us, and that's what we follow. Second, it is the gospel of Christ. It is a revelation of the life, what he did, what he accomplished on the cross. It is the gospel of Christ. Third, it is my gospel in a way that it must own me and I must own it. When I go outside, I don't take it out. That's the life of Jesus in me. Fourth, the gospel is an invitation to worship. Fifth, the gospel is an invitation to surrender the control of our lives to God. And sixth, that we spoke last week, the gospel is an invitation to die. Die to all selfishness, all life without God, and to my priorities and things that I want that is not what God wants. That is the six things we said. But today I would like to continue on that. And the first thing I would like to say to you guys about what is the gospel and what that has to do with you and your Monday is that the gospel is and welcoming to eternity. The gospel is the proclamation and the guidance and the welcoming of an eternity with Jesus. But the good news is that, guys, you are not just living and then one day you die and then life starts, whatever. No, 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 no. Eternity already started. Do you understand that? This invitation from God to know Jesus and to walk in a relationship with Jesus is a relationship and it's an invitation that already started and has no end. You are alive and in Jesus you will live for the whole eternity in His precious presence. But that does not mean that life only starts when you die. The problem is, guys, many people misunderstand what we are doing here. And some people just have no clue well, about anything here in relation to that. You are not just spending some holiday on earth. Then you go to heaven, if you are lucky, and you spend eternity in God just flying around on the clouds. That's, that's not what God intended. That's not the gospel. The gospel is that you are on this life and you have the opportunity to choose God by His prevenient grace, by Himself showing Himself to you. You can be in relationship with Him and grow on this relationship with Him. And this relationship has no end. The Wesleyan theology says that, guys, that I, I love this. I walk on this Christian perfection on this life, knowing God more and God more in my life. And that becomes a growing relationship to the point that one day will be 100% of God and His will in my life. And I will be no longer because I'll be in heaven. That's it. You're not going to die and then who knows. No, no, you grow in this relationship with Jesus and the life of Jesus just takes control of your life, of this, and because your body cannot resist one day, you'll be released of that and go to eternity in glory. But that already started. Don't miss the point. You can know Jesus. You can know the truth of Jesus. All, everything that God wants you to know. And the Bible says that He re revealed things to His children, people that walk with Him. It's an welcoming it is a welcoming to eternity or to a life with God. And we are not in maybe 
we are in assurance. We are in assurance that He is God's Son and that He has for us. I have a video, a short one, I would like you this time, and I would like you to, to see it. Uh, it's really good. There is one God, and He is the maker of heaven and earth. And he made us in his image and likeness, male and female, with dignity, value, worth, and purpose. He made us to worship. And we chose to sin against him, to rebel against him, to disobey him. As a result, we are separated from God and we live under the foolish myth that to some degree we are each our own God, declaring right and wrong and living our own life by our own standards. And that God lovingly came into human history as the man Jesus Christ, fully God, fully man. That he was born of a virgin and he lived a life without sin though he was tempted in every way as we are and he went to the cross and there he substituted himself our first parents in the garden substituted themselves for god and at the cross jesus reversed that substitution and substituted himself for sinners and when jesus went to the cross he took willingly upon him the sin of those who would come to trust in him that means me as a sinner, Jesus went to the cross and took upon himself all my sin, past, present, and future. And Jesus Christ, God, who was a man, died in my place for my sins, paying my debt to God and purchasing my salvation. Jesus' dead body was then laid in the tomb, and for three days he was buried. On the third day, a Sunday, which is why we worship on that day, Jesus rose in victory over Satan, sin, death, demons, and hell. Amen. He commissioned us with the Holy Spirit to be missionaries telling this amazingly good news that there's a God who passionately, lovingly, continually, relentlessly pursues us. And he ascended into heaven, and today Jesus is alive and well. And he's seated on a throne, and he is ruling and reigning over all nations and all cultures and all philosophies and all races and all periods of time. And he is King of kings, and he is Lord of lords, and he is ruling and reigning over all people, commanding everyone everywhere to repent of everything. And he is coming again to judge the living and the dead, and those who trust in him will enjoy eternity in his kingdom of heaven forever, and those who do not will suffer apart from him in the conscious eternal torments of hell. That is what we believe. We believe in Jesus. Amen. That's, that's what we believe, guys. We believe in Jesus. And we believe that Jesus is alive. And that He's alive in your life, in my life. And we are invited to walk with Him here and for the whole eternity. And that has no end. So already started again. People that has, they have no hope for future or eternity with Jesus, they are the most miserable people, the Bible says, on this planet because they have no hope for tomorrow. But if you also just have expectation for when you die or after you die, you are also living a miserable world. That is not what God wants. You are His children. You are the apple of His eyes. He loves you. He created the world to show His glory to you. He wants to manifest His presence in you and through you. And why on earth we ignore that? That's not the gospel 
The gospel is I walk in a growing relationship from glory to glory with a God that is alive. That is the gospel. You can know him. You can know the power of the resurrection. Actually, the power of the resurrection, the same power that brought Jesus back from the dead, is over your life right now. Don't ignore it. Don't spend life doing other stuff and ignoring the power that brought Jesus back from the dead. But why don't we walk on this path that we know that is eternal? Because some people are just stuck on the past. Some people are stuck in what they did or have done. And they think, no, no, for me, there's no way out of this. You have no idea. And their identity became so mixed with the sin that they did that they think they are the addict. They are the, the cheater or the stealer or, or the drug lord or whatever else they are. Let me tell you, don't allow the devil to say lies to your ears. Do you know who you are? You are a son and a, God, and a daughter of Jesus Christ. You are God's children. And he put his image and likeness inside of you to the way that when you walk with him and you speak, the life of Jesus will come through you and the world will know that he is real. The world will know that he's alive. How can people know that Jesus lives today if Jesus doesn't show in front of them? It's through you. Through you. Because you are the image and likeness. You are the hands and the mouth and the feet of Jesus. Whatever you go. And that has no end. No end. Don't get stuck in the past. But Louis, you have no idea the traumas that I had. I don't. Jesus does. But you know what? You are not what your sin says you are. You are not what your trauma says you are. You are not all of what other people say about you. I was sharing yesterday with Danny, and I don't know why I woke up this morning with this very heavy in my heart. You know, when my mom discovered that she would have a son, the third one, uh, she didn't want me. And thank God, wasn't even an idea in Brazil abortion on that time. But she didn't want me, and she spent months crying because she didn't want another baby. And then after I was born, she felt guilty because of that and was a whole life of trying to repair that. But the thing is, guys, you are not a mistake. Doesn't matter what anyone else in the world thinks, you are not a mistake. You are not just something that happened without willingness. You are the fruit of God's dreams. You are the answer of God to a broken world. You are someone that has an invitation stamped in your heart to know Jesus and walk with him from now to the whole eternity. That's who you are. I don't care what, what other people say. That's who you are. Don't try also to live on the future. Some people are so anxious about the future that they cannot enjoy Jesus now. I remember someone once came to me and said, Pastor, I really want you to explain me the theology of heaven and why some people believe that we'll have everything in gold and why some people believe that, yeah, will not be the case. And you know, if, if I don't agree, I, I don't think I'll stay in your church. And I said, man, there's so many mistakes in your phrase. First of all, it's not my church. I didn't die for anyone. And being very honest, I wouldn't probably. I wouldn't. Uh, the second thing, I really, really, really don't care if 
my house will be a golden one or if I not even have a house or if I'll be flying, if I'm not be flying. I, I don't care. Man, heaven, you cannot imagine right now because we are so limited, so small, so rooted in sin. Do you think you can imagine what God prepared of best? Man, you can't. So why we spend our lives discussing and talking and, and arguing about things that really doesn't matter? Doesn't matter, man. If I just want to know Jesus and what he wants me to know now, and I'll progress on this relationship. And when we get there, man, you will look to me and say, Louis, look, it's gold or it's not gold. Actually, we're not going to say anything because we'll be, let's go to his presence. Let, let's just, just jump near God. Look, 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 this light. It's not the sun. It's God himself shining, you know, and that's all for the whole eternity. All the rest doesn't matter. So I don't, I really speaking to you that is so anxious about what Monday tomorrow will bring that cannot enjoy God's presence today. Because what if I get ill? What if I get fired? What if I don't have this? Or what if, what if, what if? Guys, one of the things that really caught my attention one of the times that I went to Kenya is when I went to one tribe to preach. And I was preaching there. They never heard about Jesus. And I was sharing. And then I, I, I asked the translator to ask something. I said, ask them, what if? You know, what if they did this? What, what if, what if? And the translator looked at me and said, Louis, I'm so sorry, but there's no what if on their language. It's yes or no. Or you do or you don't. There is no, imagine if, what would, that there's nothing like this on their language. Because for them, Or you do, or you don't. Or you will do, and you have to do it, or you don't. I said, man, that is so awesome. How much easier our life would be if we are not like that. If let's have today what is for today. They, don't, they just count three days ago, so, and three days ahead. After that, we count when we get close. And past that, they talk about the past. Why? Let's live today. Without this, what if? I'm not saying you shouldn't plan. No, plan. Prepare. But know that the same God that is faithful today to forgive you, to invite you to a relationship that will echo for the whole eternity, He's faithful and will be there tomorrow. Because for Him, it's just what He is. For you, is past, present, and future. For God, He is everything. The gospel is this invitation to live forever. Billy Graham once said, My home is in heaven. I'm just traveling on this world. But while you travel, travel with Jesus, for Jesus, and by Jesus. That's the gospel. The second thing, guys, I would like to talk today, or point eight of this whole series is, the gospel offers you a new chance today. A new chance. You don't need to live like you are living, or you were living on a past however long you were living. A promise to us is that to everyone that comes to Jesus, he gives the power to call him daddy. So, but pastor, I have doubts. Welcome to my team. I also have doubts. Pastor, do you? Yes. Pastor, but I'm not a good person. None of us are, we are not good. That's, that's, that's the thing. We are not. Yesterday I was in one live, and my life is full of lives right now, I don't know why. 
And I was on this live and the guy said, uh, Pastor Lewis, can you introduce yourself? I found it a little bit weird because he invites someone. At least say about the person, but that's all right. So, okay, Lewis is a falling uh, man, someone that really without God would be in a very complicated state of life now. And that had nothing good on his life until he met Jesus. And that transformed who Lewis is. But of anything good that ever happened to me, that was Jesus. And if anything bad happened, that was me. So let's talk about Jesus. That is the best part. And that's it, guys. That, that's it to you and to me. I was this atheist. I was this doubting guy. This guy that my joy was to put people in the crisis of faith. Even Danny, when we started dating, that was my joy. Because I didn't believe in anything. But you know what? Jesus looked at me and said, he's so full. He has no idea. This guy is just destroying his life because he has no idea. So he started to shout as he does with everyone, showing his glory, showing his presence, showing his, how real he is until I allowed him to speak to me. And that transformed me. Guys, there is a new chance for you today. There is a new chance for your marriage. There is a new chance for your relationship. There is a new chance for your finances. There is a new chance for, for your mental health, for your understanding, for your life. There is a new chance. The gospel is an invitation to a second chance. Lewis already took the second chance. So a third, a fourth, a new chance. Always a new one. With Jesus, there is this invitation. Because the gospel is power. The gospel is powerful. It has lost none of its power since God started to reveal himself to the world. Since that moment when God said, let there be light. And imagine from nothing, all the matter, all, every molecule, everything came into existence by one phrase. This same God is as powerful today as he was and he's still speaking. So imagine when he looks to your life and say, depression, cease. Imagine when he looks to you and say, addiction, stop. Cancer is stop when he says all the molecules in your body start to work. All the all doors in front of you start to open and you have a life that he intended for you. This God is still speaking today. But Louis, if he's still speaking today and he's a God of power, why do I still struggle with stuff? Why? I pray and things don't happen sometimes. Or most of times. Why? Guys, there is a lot of whys that will not know the answer. There is a lot of whys that I would like to bring a very fancy and smart answer to you right now. And a very theological answer that would satisfy me to answer something. But would make no difference to your Monday. I don't want that. I, don't, I was tempted, guys. I wrote five definitions of why I took, you know, from Moltmann to a Jewish guy. And that doesn't change your Monday. What will change your Monday is to know that. I don't know if we will get healed when we pray or not. I, I pray for it. The Bible says that if we pray, miracles happen. The Bible never promised that everyone would get healed. The Bible does, didn't promise that every, everyone would be completely moved out of depression that that's been my battle 
the Bible never promised that everyone would be as joyful as Duck Donald or, or I don't know, or someone else on Disney. The Bible never promised that we wouldn't have any doubt and actually we would talk to angels. Let me tell you, I would love to. I really would love to. When people come to me and say, Louis, I'd like to see an angel. I said, man, you are seeing me. It's a joke, guys. A bad one. But I, I say to them, I said, guys, I would love to see an angel. I've never seen one. I saw demons, but never an angel. I don't know why. Maybe, I don't know. But the thing is, God never said those things would happen to everyone. What God said is that everyone that seeks will find. And everyone that asks, receive. But it's not receive what I want, it's receive Him. Why? Because for the Bible, guys, God is bigger than your healing. And I know that it's easy for me to say when I'm health. A few weeks ago, I was in bed thinking that I could die of COVID. Dani was this week. She was on the floor vomiting and the ambulance was here. And she was, take care of the kids, I'm dying. And you know, and that broke my heart. Of course it did. And then, of course, I was anxious. Of course, I went to my knees and said, God, take me, not her. But God never said that all would happen as I want. But you know what? What he says, he already defeated all these illnesses. And that's the promise. He already defeated all our problems, all our struggles, all depression. We will go to heaven. On that place, there's no depression allowed. On that place, there's no cancer allowed. On that place, there's no addiction allowed. On that place, there's no struggle in relationships allowed. We will be all perfect, all in His glory forever and ever if we walk with Him. That's the gospel. That's the glorious message of Jesus Christ. Guys, you will have afflictions on this world. You will. Pray for healing. Pray for miracles. And I'll do some. But the greatest and most amazing miracles of them all is that there is salvation for my people when they seek me. And salvation is a place that starts here and echoes for eternity. And the best part is that on that place you will be perfect and perfect in His presence. The gospel is power. And the last thing I would like to say, go and be the gospel to the world. Be the gospel. I love when people say there's five gospels. And you might be thinking, Louis, only in your Bible, because on mine there's four Gospels. The fifth Gospel is right there behind the computer, is you. Maybe people will never read the four Gospels, but they are seeing you. And let me tell you, go and be. And when I, I read Ephesians, and, and that's how I would like to end. When I read Ephesians and I read uh, what we put it here, what he put it here from verse 17 in chapter 4, you can see that he's presenting the gospel and he's saying, hey, don't walk as the Gentiles do. In other words, be different. Guys, when we go and we are the gospel to the world, we are different because our lives reflect the life of Jesus. Go and be different and be the difference. That's, that's who people that have the gospel do. They are different. In the same way that you cannot put a lot of salt on your picanha in a moment and eat as if nothing happens. You cannot be a Christian full of the gospel and get to a place and everything stays the same. That doesn't happen. We are the flavor of the world. Woo! Hallelujah, guys. That's who we are. Then he continues and he says on verse 22, Put off your old self. Change. Change. 
And I know that sometimes we, when we hear the word change, we think, oh, maybe God wants me to be someone else. No, God wants you to be you. But taking all this cloth that is wrong, all the jackets that he's using, find a little way, even if it's not God's. Take that out and throw it away. That one that says it's not that sinful or wrong to watch pornography. Take that out. It's, you know, you go to church on Sunday or watch church on Sunday, but Monday to Saturday, do whatever you want. Nobody cares. Yes, it cares. God cares because he wants a growing, present relationship on a day-to-day basis with you. And then he continues. And then he says on verse uh, 25, 26, that we should love. The gospel people is a people that love. Do not mean we have to agree with everyone. means that we need to go beyond that to love them. Even love means sometimes to be someone that people don't love because you speak the truth in love. Forgive. And guys, next year, that is in 40 days, 45 days, we will have a few series coming on. One of them is about total forgiveness. I bought a few books and I'm preparing this material will be awesome. We'll have another one about Romans that Ricardo and I we were thinking about. But there are good stuff coming. But one of them is about forgiveness. God's people, people that know the gospel, they forgive. Not because it's easy. Not because they don't feel or don't care. But because they were forgiven by Jesus. And I pray on the Lord's Prayer as I forgive others. Forgive me as I forgive others. I don't want God to hold forgiveness from me. And I don't want to hold forgiveness to anyone, even if it is painful and hard. And continue to talk about change and finish. Finish saying, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God is in Christ forgave you. We don't do that to be saved, guys. We do it because we are already saved when we walk with Jesus. Do you understand that? That's the gospel. You are if you walk with Jesus, if you, if you allow Him to change you inside out, you can have this assurance that you are saved by Him. God is sending you to the world. Like Billy Graham says again, God has given us two hands to receive with one and to give with the other. Go to the world and be the gospel and may every chain may be broken and destroyed in your life. In Jesus' name. I bless you now with the power of the resurrection of of Jesus that you may go and enjoy a life that will have no end because a life with Jesus has no end. Go in the power of the Holy Spirit. Go with the blessing of God, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit to be the difference that the world needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanks for joining the Connect Church Podcast. If you'd like more information or to ask us a question, please go to www.cntchurch.co.uk.